You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. In the first few episodes of the show, we covered a couple topics about making money. I think it's time we hit on a hobby topic. But before we get to that, I want to take a second to give a shout out to you stop it Ryan 21206 who left the first five-star review of the show on Apple Podcasts. He said, Mike Summer has a unique voice in the hobby. If you enjoy collecting sports cards, this podcast looks to be one you want to have in your rotation. What's different about Mike is he collects first but makes money as well. He will tell us how. Looking forward to it. Thanks for the rating and review. I appreciate it. It really goes a long way to helping others find the show. Well, today I want to talk about a product which has become one of the focuses of my own PC, the Topps Living Set. At this point, the set is fairly well known, but I still run into some people who haven't heard about it. So let's start with a little bit of the background. Just as the 2018 MLB season was getting ready to kick off, Topps announced the release of a baseball card set which would provide a completely new collecting experience. The Topps Living Set was going to be a direct-to-consumer product sold on Topps.com. The plan was that the classic 1953 baseball design would be used for the whole duration of the set. The artwork is all original from the hands of Mayumi Sato. So what makes it living? Well, for one, the intention is for it to go on forever. And for the first 18 months of its existence, three new players were made available for sale for one week only. Individual cards could be bought for $7.99, and bulk discounts were available for dealers or other collectors who were wanting to buy more. And those bulk discounts went all the way down to around $4 or $5 a piece. Another popular option was the weekly bundle, where collectors received a copy of each of the three cards for $14.99. In late 2019, this shifted to two players per week, and the bundle changed to $11.99. And actually, Topps introduced a subscription option for 2020 where collectors could get the two-card bundle automatically delivered each week for $10.99. This is a great idea, and I'm not sure why they didn't offer it as an option before. The set contains players from all areas of the game, from rookies to veterans to Hall of Famers, the player selection is pretty robust and will continue to evolve as the years go on. Every player will only have one card unless he changes teams. At that point, the opportunity will exist to release a second or even a third card of that player. For retired subjects, there will only be one card for us to collect. And this has created some significant conversation in the hobby about which team should be portrayed for players who took the field for multiple teams throughout their career. Throughout the 2018 season, the weekly lineup seemed to put a priority on making sure the 2018 rookie class had rookie cards in the series. Most weeks had one rookie joining a combination of vets and retired players. Each week, collectors come together on online forums like Blowout and social media sites to speculate on who will be featured that week and to discuss what they like and dislike about that week's lineup. As the set launched, the print run of each card became a pretty significant topic of interest. Collectors realized that the less popular players sold fewer cards, which limited the number of complete sets that would be available. The lower print runs also led to higher prices for those short prints, quote-unquote, of some players reaching several hundred dollars per card. Well, as of now, 
there's 272 cards that have been released. And the honor of the lowest print run was one of the most recent cards, and that was Tommy Pham with 2,009 cards printed. The highest print run is card number 19, and it features Ronald Acuna as a rookie with a whopping 46,809 cards printed. If a collector misses the initial sales window, singles and lots can be purchased on eBay, Sport Lots, and ComC. Actually, I didn't even start building the set until almost 90 cards had been released, and in a couple months, I was able to catch up and complete the full set. I first heard about the living set from one of my collecting friends. I kind of balked at the idea of paying $15 a week for three cards. I was so focused on buying collections and placing pre-orders for new unopened product, I didn't really even see the collecting or flipping potential of this uh, new product. And so I followed along from the sidelines as those first several weeks were released. I liked the artwork and the values of the cards surprised me as they continued to climb. And the thought crossed my mind that if I did this right, maybe the living set could pay for itself. And being that that's one of my goals to have a self-sustaining hobby, that kind of appealed to me. So I started to see the potential, but continued to just sit and watch throughout the summer. Well, the guys from the About the Cards podcast started making the set one of their ongoing weekly features. And between that additional exposure and my friend Stefan continuing to encourage me to jump in, it was finally enough for me to get on board. In October of 2018, I began placing my weekly orders for the new releases from Tops, and I made a couple trades with Stefan for some of his extra cards from the prior weeks. My living set collection had finally begun. For the next several weeks, I scoured eBay listings and ComC inventory, picking up a few cards here and there for under $5, which was pretty good since that was about the lowest price that you could get it at release. Um, it seemed that now that we were in the off-season, the interest in the set was dying down a little bit, and along with it, the prices were starting to fall from the peak that we saw. I was happy to get some of these past cards for less than I would have bought them for directly from Tops. After a few weeks of this, I was sitting on about 35 or 40 of the 100-plus cards in the set. Then I found it. There was an auction on eBay that had 104 of the 108 cards released over the first 36 weeks of the program. The starting bid was $499, which was under $5 a card, and it included the Aaron Judge and Hoskins from the first two weeks, as well as all the cards from week three on. It turns out it ended at 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning, and I ended up being the only bidder. So boom, I was down to only needing four cards. Uh, there were four pretty expensive cards, but it was four cards nonetheless. eBay best offers from one seller landed me the Panic, Castellanos, and Hap for a great price. And then about a week later, I made a deal on the blowout forum that got me the Marcakis, which at that time was, I believe, the lowest print number. Um, of the set. About two months after deciding to jump in, I'd completed it. For a while, I was buying two bundles each week from Tops, and my theory was that if I would keep the set going, or that that would keep the set going as well as giving me a set of doubles to eventually sell off. Well, the prices, the print runs, and the interest, it seems, have continually diminished throughout 2019, and by mid-year, I went to only buying one bundle per week. Once the change was made to go to two cards per week instead of three cards per week, the bundle price effectively rose to $6 a card, and that prompted me to start buying my cards on the secondary market. 
instead of buying from tops.com, I now buy from at tops living stat on Twitter. He, he continues to buy in bulk and offers the, the weekly bundle for $10 delivered, which saves me a dollar per week, which adds up over time. That's $50 over the course of the year. I'm going to go ahead and take advantage of it as long as he continues to offer them at that price. Now, throughout 2018, you were almost guaranteed a profit by buying extras and selling on the secondary market. Not so much now. My theory is that there were new collectors coming on board that first summer, and they were happy to pay a premium on a handful of cards they needed to catch up. At the end of year one, the checklist approached 150 cards, and there seemed to be a tipping point of sorts where it got too big for new collectors to jump in and catch up. And that seems to be when the market really started to soften. Gradually, the print run started to shrink, and the resale continued to drop. And as the resale dropped, fewer and fewer people started buying in bulk. At this point, we're seeing some of the most consistently low print runs to date, but the values are nowhere near what they were at the peak. Some of the initial cards from the very beginning of the set are still holding pretty, pretty strong, with some of them still selling for around $100. But even though many of the recent releases have even smaller print runs than those first cards, they barely sell for $10 to $15, and many cards can be purchased for less than $5. So the likelihood of a massive price appreciation may no longer be there, but I still like this set as much as I did back in 2018. I love the artwork. I love that there's no more than 2,000 or so complete sets that will even be possible. And effectively, there are for sure way less than that in hand because many people are sitting on bulk inventory still. I love the ongoing discussion that the set brings out with collectors. Each week, people continue to speculate on who will be released, and the business side of me even loves how the set has prompted some to turn it into an additional revenue stream. Buying in bulk and then figuring out a price point that make it profitable to be a reseller has been challenging and has forced resellers to either adapt or get out. The business side of me thinks that's fun. So being a numbers guy, I wanted to track some of the basic stats. So far, 57% of the players that have been veterans, 29% have been rookies, and 13% have been retired legends. The Yankees have been featured the most times with 16 different players being represented. The Expos have the fewest with two, and the Rangers, Giants, Royals, Reds, Marlins, and Brewers are all tied for the lowest number of current teams players with six each. Over 1.3 million cards have been produced so far. I like the set so much I decided to create a whole section for it on waxbackhero.com. I share some of this story that I've just told, the stats I just mentioned, as well as a photo checklist in the print runs for the entire set. I'm going to continue to buy it as long as it exists, but time will tell how long that actually is. I think it's fairly safe to say that since there's now a subscription, off, a subscription offer for the 2020 calendar year, that we'll at least get the set through 2020. I really wish Tops would do more to market the set, though. It's such a cool concept, and I think there's collectors out there who would enjoy it, but still don't know about it. The set does get quite a bit of real estate on the Tops website, but they could do more to market the set to new collectors who don't necessarily visit Tops.com. For instance, I think like a promo or a dummy card in Tops Heritage would be a great way to reach new collectors who like these throwback sets with kind of a vintage feel. If people aren't already shopping on tops.com, they don't really know about it. And by putting a promo card in a traditional physical product, they'd potentially open up a whole new audience, at least in my opinion. 
So that's a little bit about the Tops Living Set. Do you have any cards from the set? Have you even heard about it before? Reach out and let me know. You can connect with me at waxpackhero at gmail.com, on Twitter at TheMikeSummer, and by searching WaxPackHero on Instagram and Facebook. Also, please take a second to click the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play, and leave me a rating and review because you can really help me spread the word of the show. Thanks for listening, and I can't wait to hear from you. Catch you next time.